Hello, and welcome to Epiphanies with Elango. This is James Morrison. <laughs> you know, earlier security was an afterthought. Yeah. Now, there is this new concept that a lot of companies that we work with are talking about secure by design. And I know you see there are no green fields, pretty much everything is brownfield, mixed environment. Uh, what is your thought on secure by design uh, for companies? How would they think of that? Well, I think it it, it comes it, it some ways it comes back to putting it on paper, right? You know, I mean, I think if we have a plan and we build that plan, we can move forward that way. Um, a good example of that is zero trust. Um, we've been talking about zero trust for years, and yet it's still sort of a buzzword. And every company and every and it doesn't matter whether customer side or technology side has a different um, uh, interpretation of what zero trust means. But you need to identify what does zero trust mean to you? And I think we have to get there. I mean, I think, I think unfortunately, we look at solar winds, this massive attack that's built inside of our supply chain, and we invited them in. You know, companies bought their product, and by buying their product, we then gave them this, this global rights to our network. But, in, but we, we didn't really identify what was the risk of them, not me, I, I mean, I felt like I was doing good by giving them the sysadmin rights. Well, now I was, I, so we're also creating this thing and when looking at secure by design, you gotta know, first of all, what, what's my crown jewel? What data, and I think we're gonna see more of a data-centric security. We have to be more data-focused and workflow-focused. So what data in my network is crucial to my business, right? So, uh, you know, I'm doing my study for CISSP, which will, you know, kind of break your mind. Are you still uh, doing certifications? I am still doing certifications. You're out of space in the world. <laughs> I feel like I have to. I just feel like it's the way to keep the brain moving forward, yeah. right? If we get stagnant, then we stop, you know, we, we start, you know, the brain starts to die. So, but in CISP, we talk about that. We're talking about the, the design security, talk about, you know, and then come up with your plan. Come up with, you know, what, what in your company is the, and a criticality, right? So I will tell this to any company, first of all, do you have an intrusion response plan, right? Do you have a disaster repair, preparedness plan? Do you have a business continuity plan? In, in developing those three plans, you're gonna start to know really quick what part of my company has to be, can't break, right? If you're oil and gas, my OT network can't break. There's, it's 100% a, it's a availability. Then what that does starts to tell you is, okay, so now that I know what is critically important and, and, and where that sits in the cog, then I can start to say where that security should be the cru most crucial is in that 100% availability, right? Um, so, so that's why looking at, you know, creating that business continuity plan, you also are able to, to build out um, what portion of your company has to be secure. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If you're a financial corporation, I got to keep the money secure, right? But I got to keep my customers secure too, and 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 you have you have security and compliance kind of both tag teaming on it. So we have to we have to I think by by sitting down, creating the plan, making sure you have all of the people, all the stakeholders in place when you create that plan, will start to help you develop what's needed. Then you can start. You shouldn't be talking technology until that plan's in place. Yeah. Right. Um, and and I know one thing. You know, we HP we talk about we build everything security built in, not bolted on. But technology is is a implementation question, not a design question. Um, and so I think that's where I would start your conversation.
Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. I think we almost treat technology as a panacea for everything, right? And I love what you said. I actually, um, it's just amazing, James, the kind of clarity that you brought in, right? And I'm going to ask you to repeat some of them. Uh, one was, I love what you said, you know, you at the end of the day, your core of your business is data, be it customer data, organization data, whatever. Then is your workflow, and then you define your workflow by what's critical for me to run my business, absolutely not breakable. And then you said four plans you need to have. I caught two of them. So I'm going to yeah. say it so our viewers also get it, right? You had the intrusion response plan, business continuity planning, and two disaster, more. Disaster response plan, right? And then yeah. employee protection. I mean, I guess the employee uh, safety plan, right? So those are four plans you just got to have, right? Now, so, you know, why would you not have a customer safety plan? You're just talking about employee safety plan. It's It probably rolls into the same idea, right? You know the reason we have, though, employee response or uh, safety plans? Because insurance requires it. Okay. Our insurance tells us we have to do fire drills. So because we, we you know, and because our because of that, even though we all know when the fire drill is going to happen, right? I was a fire marshal on our floor, and they'd say, "Hey, tomorrow we're doing a thing," and then I'd get somebody going, "Hey, are we doing a plan tomorrow?" It, we we do those, but we don't do the same planning on the cyber side of our house. Maybe cyber so, insurance should start demanding that they do. Absolutely, and and so cyber insurance is a must. I don't care what size you are; you've got to have cyber insurance. And part of cyber insurance should be testing your response plan. Um, but insurance companies, unfortunately, a lot of them. So cyber insurance is the fastest growing sector of the insurance industry, right? They A lot of companies are in it, but a lot of them don't know why they're in it. So a lot of them are just saying, um, you need cyber insurance here. Here's a million dollars. But is that really what you need? Yeah. Is, there, is there a measured approach to what you need? Um, because... Every state has a different breach notification law, so it, depend, it doesn't matter what you know city. So, and they have different requirements for how you would have to protect those customers. So, in Texas, I think if you suffer, if you lose the data of 250 Texans, you have to notify the state DIR, right? But ransomware is also now a data breach. Yeah, and, and a lot of companies in Texas they get they get hit with ransomware, and they say, you know what, I'm not telling anybody. Only 20% of companies when they're hit with ransomware or a breach will notify anybody outside of their company. That's a crazy number, right? Because if you had a fire, would you tell your, hey, I had a fire and I can't provide you products? This is like blackmail. I don't want to tell people that I got swindled. Absolutely. And it's it's reputational damage. It's, you know, uh, you know like when Target got hit, you know, years ago, um, people don't realize that the same week Target got hit, another retailer got hit. Neiman Marcus. Yeah. But Neiman Marcus, Nobody cared about Neiman Marcus because they saw the big tall tree of Target falling and Target suffered the breach and the, and the you know suffered that reputational damage. Last year we saw Garmin get hit. And Garmin as a GPS provider, there's a lot of people saying, "Well, I don't want I have to have my GPS service and if I can't have my GPS service, what am I going to do?" You know, here in Texas we saw Kroger get hit. You know, Kroger uh, you know had a breach. And and there's a reputational damage that people, companies are afraid that if they report it upstream to a provider, that provider will say, oh, you got breached. I'm not going to do business with you. Yeah. And, you know, and um, while that's not the subject of our conversation, James, I think the way some of these companies react, or either they don't report or like Garmin, I have a Garmin watch. They didn't acknowledge that they were hit for many hours. And even then, I think it was very, very, you know, maybe, maybe not. I don't think they ever came out clearly and declared uh, what happened. 
but that's another subject some of the time. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, no, and that you're absolutely right. And that's where, you know, I mean, eBay did that years ago and eBay got hit. Um, they didn't notify people for a long time or, or didn't verify that they'd been hit. Um, and so we have to change that conversation. We have to change that dialogue too. And and one thing I've pushed for, and this is yeah, kind of off the off of whatever is uh, we need a federal breach notification law, right? So a federal requirement of what it takes, when, who you report to, who, you know, all that. Um, I don't know if we're going to get there or not. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, but there are some people who are listening to this saying, no, not another law that I have to follow. And if I fail, what's going to happen? No, but the problem right now is that how many, so let's say you're a small business in Texas. How many different states do you service? If you look at your customer list and let's say, you know, let's say you're a big business. Let's say you're an air conditioning company that you do, uh, you know, different jobs. Well, that means you have the data for at least three states, probably, probably Texas, Louisiana, maybe Oklahoma or Arkansas. So if you suffered a breach, you now would have to comply with four different laws, oh, four yeah. different so requirements. Simplifying and saying, let's just make it everything. Yeah. I mean, at this point, yeah. there's there's 50 different laws. Uh, now Now's the time to say, okay, let's, even if it's just a real basic requirement saying, hey, if you suffered the loss of 250 people, then the states, and some of the states are going to, right? Some states are very hard on the regulatory. California has their, their game. Let them do that. Texas can, but then we have one law that's a minimum that we all have. And a lot of states are just gonna to fall to that minimum. And I think that's yeah. all we're looking for. I absolutely agree.